Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports of a Legend, along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, and of course, William Ramal. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Happy uh, post-Thanksgiving to you, and happy and happy post-post-happy uh, Thanksgiving. I believe happy Thanksgiving to um, everybody listening to the show right now. So, Thank thanks you. for coming on the show, man. Thank you, man. All right, man. I hope you guys enjoyed your your Thanksgiving, um, you know, day and weekend, you know, with people you love, your family, your friends, all of the above. And I hope you enjoy this show too. So, you know, on this today's show, you know, we're gonna it's gonna be a special Thanksgiving episode as well. You know, of course, you know what we always do: we talk sports and entertainment and WWE. So. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, I'm gonna give you my thoughts on what I'm thankful for. You know, in in the sports world, and uh, also I also wanna, you know, um, you know, give my results for the Survivor Series pay per view event that went down last Sunday. So, um. And you know we'll, we'll we'll give you our thoughts on those stuff, but most importantly, you know we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, and uh, you know we'd love to hear what you what you what you you know what you got in mind. But um, yeah, let's let's um give our thoughts about the you know the Survivor Series pay per view event. What was your thoughts? I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. You know, I thought, of course, the best match of the night ended up being the last match, which I thought was Raw, Team Raw versus SmackDown. You thought the best match of the night was going to be between Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, but that Mm -hmm. match ended up to be a wash. I mean, that, that was a squash match, pretty much. But, yeah, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, I think that was probably the highlight of the night. Um that I can think of, but um, it was overall it was a decent pay per view. A lot of the a lot of um, people that won that I didn't think were gonna win, um, you know. But it's it was I, I thought it was decent. You know, it was a good pay per view overall. Yeah, I, I feel you, and that's I think that's the problem. Um, you know, this is a this is a, a top four pay per view event. You want everything to be awesome. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good, you know, because uh, for the most part I wanted NXT to win, you know, because I thought you know this is this is their moment, you know, th- you know being their their first, um, you know, first time ever that they've you know competed in a WWE pay per view event, so yep. you know I thought it was a I thought it was a a good thing, you know, I thought that they needed to um. Get their get their um you know have their situation where with with um you know finally 
you know, winning because it's their first opportunity. They have to make a statement because, you know, because, um, you know, that's the way it is, you know. So I, it was a good thing that they, they won because, you know, basically the young guys they need to push. And WWE did the right thing making these uh, young guys putting them over. And it gives NXT some bragging rights right now. Yeah, exactly. Because NXT is always thought of the third tier brand or 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 the minor leagues of WWE. Even though WWE, uh, that's the most exciting brand of WWE. Even though I don't watch it, you know, regularly. But yeah, yeah they have that old school ECW vibe to them. Yeah, true. What was but, your favorite uh, match of the night? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I, I honestly, honestly can't even think of a, 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 you know, a match that I love. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you, know, I mean, I did like the the Wyatt. Daniel Bryan one, but it wasn't as, you know, as awesome as I thought it would be. Yeah. But yeah, I really can't think of any. You know, I guess the elimination matches. I don't don't know if I ever saw the whole thing of, because my thing kept cutting off. Oh, really? So it's kind of bits and pieces. I mean, I know what happened. I can't, I mean... Really can't I really can't think of anything that really stood out to me, other than the you know the the, the end results. But the match itself, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to go through the whole list to. As we go through the list right now, I'll, it'll, it'll it'll jog my memory. Yeah, my favorite match was definitely it was definitely Team SmackDown versus Team Raw. I mean, I, again, I thought that was the best match of the night, but I love seeing the ending between uh. Eating Keith Lee of Team NXT against Woman Reigns, I thought that you know that that last matchup with them being the sole survivors. I mean, I thought that was great. You know, it was power versus power. You know. Yeah, I, I did. I did like that day that Keith Lee. Um, he was able to dominate. You know, yeah. that he was the last guy standing. I thought it would have been Tommaso Ciampa, but um. Yeah, I think he should have been put over. I think if they would have put him over, I would have ranked that match higher. But, you know, it was a good showing. It was, yeah. I mean, even if he lost, he still earned my respect. Oh, yeah, he he yeah, he yeah definitely has my respect. I mean, he's you know, he's a big dude, 300-pound dude. And he yeah. moves like a cruiserweight. Exactly. I mean, man, I, I was bummed that he didn't win it, but... At least he was the last man standing for NXT. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought that was great. Yeah, that was a great match. I also thought um, this was a very underrated match, but I thought the Leo Rush match against Tozawa and Kaliso, I thought that was a pretty dis- decent match also. Well, I missed that one, but, you know, um, Leo Rush, he's been doing his thing. I mean, he's yeah. always been a great, great wrestler. As a matter of fact, he's Topanga, you know, Daniel Fischels, you know, from uh, – Boys Meet World and then the short-lived Girls Meet World sequel. 
That was her. That's her favorite wrestler. Yeah, you can see why he's he's doing his thing. You know, the man of the hour. You know, he was briefly uh, Bobby Lashley's uh, uh, manager before. You know, he went back to NXT and continued his singles run. And yeah, he, he. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm happy for him. You know, he's getting the push that. You know, he he deserves. Yeah. But uh, let me let me go through the. Let's go through the the list. And oh yeah, by the way, the number is. Five six three. Nine 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 three five two nine. That's five six three. Nine 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 three five two nine. So feel free to talk, chime in on any of you know the topics we talked about before, and let your voice be heard. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about Dolph Ziggler and Rude defeating the Street Profits. Um, you know it was a a, a tag team match. Basically, you know Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Rude. I, you know. You know, I think, you know, that the, the Street Profits should have won, you know, since, you know, they're young guys. You know, they've been hyping those guys for months. And why are they still, these guys still feuding? Yeah, but, I would have thought the Street Profits, I thought the Street Profits were going to win. It is what it is. Given the first Survivor Series win, you know, and that would have given them, given them a boost as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and and then the you know the the Viking Raiders, um, you know the the uh, Raw Tag Team Champions they defeated New Day, of course with Biggie and Kofi SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and um, the the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I thought New Day was gonna win that, but Viking Raiders proved me wrong. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it would have been um. Yeah, even though I was rooting for New Day, I thought Undisputed Era was gonna win that one, but Viking Raiders, you know, they 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 dropped the Viking experience and picked up the W. Yeah. And then you got Team and Team NXT, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and uh, Tony Storm defeating uh, Team Raw with Charlotte Flair, Natalya. Oscar, Carrie Sane, and uh, Sarah Logan, and of course, uh, uh, Team SmackDown also had uh, the bo- the legit boss Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, uh, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Team NXT had a shot, you know, because you know I thought they were gonna give them an opportunity, but you know I couldn't go against. The Queen Charlotte Flair, because you know you know how WWE pushes her to the moon. So, yeah, I thought Team Raw was gonna win because of Charlotte Flair, but you know, NXT was the right team to win, and NXT pulled out the victory. All because of Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Asuka I feel you that. Reason. She did. She did cheat against her own teammate. Yeah. She spit that green mist in her in her face and quit. Essentially quit. So. Yeah. I mean that is that is obviously worth noting, but um yeah, Team NXT got the W, and that's all that counts. Yeah, Team NXT they did their thing, and then you got um, you know Roderick Strong, the NXT North American Champion, 
versus AJ Styles, the Raw United States champion, and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the um, SmackDown Intercontinental champion. And um, yeah, this was a, this was a great match of three three um, iconic wrestlers, uh, you know, indie wrestlers um, battling it out. And uh, Roderick Strong, you know, he got the W. So I mean, that's that's a great match right there. Yeah, I thought AJ had this one in the bag, but fortunately, uh, Roderick Strong pulled this one out. Yeah, literally and figuratively speaking, because AJ Styles hit the um the phenomenal forearm on Nakamura, and as he was going to get the cover, he got thrown out by Roderick Storm. Uh, St- I mean Roderick Strong, and got the W. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a great match right there, and then you had um, Adam Cole Bay Bay versus uh, Pete Dunne, as we assumed Pete Dunne would um, advance from. Uh, the NXT uh, number one contendership match. And, you know, of course, um, Adam Cole would, um, you know, defend successfully defend his title, you know, for the first time ever defending his NXT championship, you know, on a, on a um, WWE pay-per-view. That was in the NXT uh, pay-per-view. So, that you know, that was a good match as well. And um, I, did I, I, I'm trying to remember. Did I pick Peter D- Pete Dunn or Adam Cole to win this match? Might have picked Pete Dunn, maybe. Uh yeah, I had a feeling Adam Dunn would win. I mean, I knew Pete Dunn would advance. He would beat, uh, if my memory serves me right, I think it was Damian Priest and uh, Killian Dane in the triple threat match in the NXT War Games Takeover pay per view. Uh, you know, NXT pay per view event the the night before that. Uh, the, the what was it Saturday night pay per view event at last week, so I knew he was gonna. I, I think we both success, successfully picked that uh, Pete Dunne would win that Saturday night um, triple threat match to to gain the honor to face Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, and of course uh, Adam Cole came out with the W. You know, of course hit that Panama Sunrise, and then of course the last shot for the W. Yep. And um, then, you know, right after that, you had the fiend Bray Wyatt defeating uh, Daniel Bryan. This was a disappointing match, man. Very disappointing. Yeah, it was like only, it was like a 10-minute match. You thought this match, you know, could have been instant classic, at least go 20 minutes, you know, back and forth. But, yeah. Was it, was it 10 minutes? It didn't seem that long. Yeah, it was mad quick. Because I mean, Bray Wyatt pretty much dominated this match. Yep, definitely. He totally did. And maybe included his intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, Bray Wyatt basically dominated that match, man. You can't you can't defeat Bray Wyatt. Nope. And the Fiend, and uh, the Fiend uh, challenged. Daniel Bryan to another uh, rematch. Uh, he's gonna put the he's gonna put the title on the line, the Universal Championship on the line against Daniel Bryan, and he was saying that Daniel Bryan's gonna reveal his his real face, his true self. And you know, f- for weeks they've been, or I, you you could even say for months they've been teasing that 
you know, uh, rather, what was I going to say? Bray Wyatt was teasing that he's going to have a new member of of the Firefly Flun House, and um, he had like three three episodes on, on SmackDown, which which easily is a record because usually he has one per episode. But um, in, including a hilarious, um, you know, Muscle Man dance rap. I don't know if you saw that one. I saw that, yeah. But um, yeah, they're gonna have the Daniel Bryan is you know back to the yes man, and uh, you know it's it's an interesting feud, and uh, Bray Wyatt is you know uh, blames or credits Daniel Bryan for the funhouse being created. I guess they're alluding to uh, you know their time as members of the the Wyatt family before uh, Daniel Bryan betrayed them. So I guess that's what he's alluding to. But um, yeah, hopefully the next match will be way better than the one they had before. Uh, you know, last Sunday. Yeah, more competitive. I hope. Mhm. And then uh, the Smack Team SmackDown, you had Roman Reigns, who would be the eventual winner. Uh, Braun Strowman, King Corbin who's being pushed to the moon for whatever reason, Mustafa Ali and Shorty G, the worst the worst wrestling name as of right now in the, in the business, defeating uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. And, of course, they defeated Team NXT with Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, uh, the aforementioned Keith Lee and uh, Walter. And, Best um, match of the night. Yeah, de- de- definitely, definitely. And um, yeah, Keith Lee, man, he to me he was the MVP, even though he lost. You know, I he was the la- last man stand, last man standing for NXT. You know, uh, him and Roman Reigns. You know, basic, basically, yeah, you know, it was basically him, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins bowing out. Um, I think he hit the spirit bomb on um, on Seth Rollins to defeat him. And then, of course, uh, Roman Reigns hit the spear for the W. Yeah, that was a, a epic uh, Soul Survivor match between Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. We might even see uh, maybe a one on one contest between those two in the future. Maybe a WrestleMania, future WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was that was a great match, you know, hands down. Oh yeah. And then you had another squash match after that, Brock Lesnar for defeating uh, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio had his son Dominic. He had a lead pipe. I mean, he had a he had a you know, basically had a, a a military tank, the Justice League, the the Suicide Squad, the, the Legion of Doom, <laughs> the Avengers. Uh, he had everybody on him helping him out against Brock Lesnar, and it wasn't it wasn't enough, you know. Still couldn't beat him. He still couldn't beat him. I mean, I know he's the underdog. He's the ultimate underdog. 
Even though Rey Mysterio won like I don't know five heavyweight championships, but you know he's but you know he's naturally the underdog against Brock Lesnar, of course. Mm-hmm. But damn, he had all the help he could get, and it still wasn't enough. His son has some moves though. His son is a definitely has a future in the WWE. Well, yeah, his son is training. That's why Rey Mysterio, you know, didn't re- retire months ago because. His dream is to be in a tag team match with uh, his son Dominic, wow. you know, who who's been you know famous you know with the fans you know ever since you know Rey Mysterio and uh, Eddie Guerrero's feud for his custody, you yeah. know, to be the, <laughs> to be the have custody and be his father, which um, you know was the debut of Vicky Guerrero before she turned into her. You know, <laughs> that she had probably, um, well, how many years would you say? At least maybe four or five years later after that. Yeah. So, you know that you know that that was the, the debut of Dominic, right there. And now he's he's all grown up. He he can sure uh, he can sure wrestle. Has his all his dad's moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did the double six one nine, but yep. After that, they had to call nine one one because <laughs> you know Brock Lesnar put a clinic on them, you know. And it is what it is. And then after, and then after, and then um, of course, last but not least, you had NXT Shayna Baszler, our pick, the NXT Women's Champion. She defeats the man Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion, and of As course. Expected. And of course, Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and um, yeah, she got the t- she got the tap out. Shayna Baszler, I mean Shayna yeah. Baszler. We all knew Shayna Baszler was gonna win, man. And she just she just this whole feud was Shayna Baszler dominating um, Bailey. Bailey only attacked her one time after she got beat up by her twice two weeks in a row. Like Shayna is Bailey's is Bailey's um mom basically or or the whole form of Bailey man that's who Bailey's trying to be you know she's trying to be a heel you know but that she's trying to be Shayna Baszler yeah Bailey yes, getting her ass whooped we want to see Baszler against Becky Lynch that's yep. the match we want to see yeah this match this triple threat match kind of reminds me of. The WrestleMania match with uh, Ronda Rousey, who, of course, you know, she's one of the four horsewomen of MMA with her friend Shayna Baszler and uh, Je- Jesse May Duke and um, uh, Marina Shafir, who those three are, you know, are um, formed the horsewomen with um, Shayna Baszler um, in NXT. And, um, yeah, it reminds me of that uh, that match with Ronda Rousey uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch of um, WrestleMania, this past WrestleMania, you know, you wanted to see Ronda Rousey versus um, Becky, but Charlotte was there, you know, as a third wheel, which, you know, I felt she she wasn't needed in that match. I mean, obviously she was there for historical reasons. And to me, Bailey, uh, you know, Becky Lynch was, was the afterthought of this, this feud. Cause yeah. you, you know, because Shayna Baszler, even though you want to see Shayna Baszler versus Becky more so, and Bailey was really the afterthought when you think about it, 
But Shayna Baszler just kept basically attacking Bailey. So it's like, you know, Bailey had to step up her game. You know, she 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 got the heel turn, and she was being owned. You know, her being owned by Bailey would have been. I mean, by Shayna Baszler would have been cool if she was still a baby face. But Bailey had had something to prove as a baby uh, as a heel. You know what I mean? And she got her she got she got her butt whooped like. In every possible way, except for one time she attacked her from behind. Mhm. Yeah. Bas Basler is uh, Basler owns her right now. Mhm. And um, yeah. Speaking of which, Bailey uh, on SmackDown, um, Basler is um, no, not Basler. Um, Bailey. Sasha Banks is gonna be few, is is most likely gonna feud with um. With um, what's her name again? The southern the southern lady again, Lacey Evans. Oh yeah. Because she gave her the woman's right. Because it looked like uh, Lacey Evans is gonna have a, a a baby face turn. Oh. That should be a good match. Yeah, definitely. But um, trying to think. Trying to think of anything memorable other than this week. I mean, you know, Seth Rollins turned heel. Um, Kevin, he, he had the feud with Kevin Owens because Seth Rollins turned full heel. And, and to me, Seth Rollins is better as a heel. The only Seth Rollins, you know, Seth Rollins to me only works as a babyface if he's with the Shield. You know, the all three of them. But of course, you know, Dean Ambrose is no longer Dean Ambrose. He's in AEW, um, back to John, being his John John Moxley um, character or gimmick, and um, yeah, to me, Seth Rollins is a babyface. He's just been you know force fed down people's throats, and it's he's just much better as a heel right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Kind of like Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, you know, Charlotte Flair, you know, she's a she's a great talented wrestler as as is um, Seth Rollins in the ring, but when they're when they're force fed as baby face, it just seems so fake. Like they're trying to, you know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. you can even go back to like Kevin Nash as Diesel, when he's a bad guy, that's his natural self. But when he's a good guy, it's like he's trying to be what we want him to be. You know, like Rocky Maivia. Rocky Maivia was, you know, Dwayne Johnson trying to be. You know the stereotypical baby-faced, goofy. You know, hey, let's. You know, let me just do what you want me to do so I could get applause. But then once he turned heel and became The Rock, you saw the true his true self came through, and you know that's how how these people get popular. These wrestlers yeah. got popular. Yeah, you're right. You know, only a few wrestlers can 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 shift from you know being a good guy or a bad guy and back and forth, but some guys are preferable when, you know, either a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, but, some uh, some can't be baby faces. Right now, I just don't see Bailey as a baby face. As a heel, I should say. Me don't. I don't either. Yeah. Even when she turned the first time, when she turned and, and joined, you know, forces with Sasha Banks, she was, she was like the reluctant heel. In her yeah. mind, she thought she was a baby face still, even though she was doing heelish things. And then she went full blown heel, 
you know, when she start when she changed her look and attacked the Bailey buddies and all that stuff. But yeah, Bailey, she needs to step up her game as a heel. Yeah. You don't wait two weeks later to get revenge on somebody who attacks you. For real. I mean, what the hell? What is that all about? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is part of the script, but WWE, man, they they need to get their act together. They should have came up with a. They should have came up with her, even though it would have been predictable. Her get her trying to go after her immediately after the attack, but that's what makes sense. You you know what I mean? Like, you don't re, you don't reinvent the wheel if it works. You know, there's no excuse. It's not like she was a babyface and she's like, I'm not gonna stoop down to her level. She's a heel. She's a heel. I mean, come on. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. And even if you were babyface, you'd be like, you, you're justified. You attack. You gotta attack. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta. You know, defend yourself, and defend the honor of your fans. I mean, come on. It makes sense. But it is what it is. Uh, NXT. You know, the the NXT was celebrating. Uh, the the undisputed era was raining on the NXT's parade, and um, you know um, the undisputed era. You know they defended their title, their their tag team title, and uh, Keith Lee he launched Adam Cole into the into the moon. You know in, in that match. You know, but um, in undisputed era, they're they're. You know they're still they're still the the NXT tag team champions, and um, Finn Balor he it looked like he was gonna he's gonna join the Undisputed Era, but um, you know he looks like he's going solo by himself because he attacked uh, after he defeated Ciampa with his uh, 1918 finisher. Um, he um, he did a, a Pele bicycle kick. To um, Adam Cole at the end, when it looked like he was teasing that he was going to join uh, the Undisputed Era, um, and then on SmackDown, I'm trying to think. The biggest thing was basically, um, oh yeah, Elias came back. Sheamus is back. You know he's, you know he he's planning on, you know, dominating again. And then of course, uh, um, Alexa Bliss um, attacked um, Fire and Desire. When uh you know when her when her buddy uh Nikki Cross got attacked, and then of course the biggest news is uh Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan feuding again. So I mean, what what's your thoughts on on these stuff so far? I'm I'm glad that Sheamus is back. You know, um, Elias. Hmm, WWE has been trying to give him a push for a while now. I don't see mm-hmm. that going anywhere. Um, also glad to see Alexa, Alexa Bliss too. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm glad Alexa Bliss, uh, Sheamus, they're back. Um, but yeah, I like uh, Seth Rollins going back to a heel. You know, he's always been good as a heel. You know, in my eyes, and also this whole the rivalry between um, uh, what's his name, um, Rusev Damn and Brandon. oh Rusev uh, and oh Lashley, right? Actually, I mean that I thought that was hilarious, you know, with the whole yeah. set uh, collapsing on um, Bobby Lashley. On Bobby Lashley, but can we make these guys fight already and get it over with? I mean, come on! I know. This is dragging this thing on. 
yeah, this this feud is being dragged for no reason. Like, uh, what can you say? I mean, this, let's just say it's not one of the things you know. I'm I'm thankful as a, a sports <laughs> and a, a WWE fan, or you know, and uh, yeah, let's 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 um seg- segue to that. Let me tell you what I'm. Let me tell you before I, you know. You tell me what you're thankful for. Let me tell you what I'm thankful for. Okay. And if you know all the teams I follow, it's pretty easy what I'm thankful for. No, yeah. it's not any championships because let's face it. Um, if you look back any of the episodes in the past ten years, when it comes to championships with any of my teams, nothing, literally nothing has changed. Literally nothing has changed. Either my teams have been extremely, extremely bad or they've showed some promise and then they get knocked out of the playoffs. Or in the Mets case in 2015, you know, they lose in the World Series. So, yeah, my my championship count is still a huge goose egg, you know, from that standpoint. But what I'm thank what I'm most thankful for as a sports fan is um the the um the youth movement with the Mets and of course I'm talking about um Peter Alonso the rookie you know he set the rookie record 53 home runs and of course the Met record 53 home runs as well I mean never in my wildest dreams would I ever think the a Met would lead the league in home runs much less hit over 50 I mean that's that's just like insane. So props to Pete Alonzo. And then you got Jacob DeGrom, a guy who I counted out early on in the year that he was he yeah. was gonna, you know, have a, a win back to back Cy Young. You know, because he started off not doing so good, um, his first maybe first three or four starts or so. And then he just bounced back. You know, he took his game to the next level because I knew he would never be on the level that he was last year. I mean, he was superhuman last year. Um, but you know, he, he, um, he, 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 you know, he, um, regained his form and dominated. Ryu was Ryu and Serger, you know, were his only, um, were his only competition really this year. And that that's a that's a rivalry right there. Him, Serger and and Degrom, man. Degrom is the dude who 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 prevented him from winning four straight, you know, because he because um Serger won two two straight before Degrom won two straight. So definitely grateful for Degrom, grateful for McNeil, a guy out of nowhere who's you know a a guy Mets didn't think much of him you know in the the minor league system, and this guy you know he became a great hitter. And not only did he become a great hitter, this guy became a power hitter out of nowhere before he got his he got injured. So, you know, props props to him. So, you know, the the Mets youth movement. That's what I'm most proud of. But I'll be even more proud of the Mets if they actually spend the money and improve this team, especially the starting rotation, because it don't look like they're gonna re-sign Wheeler. So they gotta they gotta try to go after Ryu or somebody like that. You know. I don't think they're gonna sign Strasburg or, or um, obviously they're not gonna go after Garrett, Garrett Cole. Cole for sure. That's the Yankees boy right there. So that's what they gotta do. They gotta they gotta spend the money. And then on the Knicks side, you know, I, I like the promise of uh, R.J. Barrett, 
and um on, on the Mets I like um rather the Jets I like um Darno who's starting to Darnold who's starting to turn it around, winning three straight, you know, starting to show the potential. But what what do you what are you most thankful as a sports fan, Mac? Uh well, I mean the Yankees above all, you know. Out of all the New York sports teams, the one sport team that I could rely on that could give me that pure joy and satisfaction and fulfillment is the Yankees. You know, uh, they're they're a team that, you know, they're always going to try to go out there and win. You have a management that cares about the organization, cares about putting a winning product on the field. And year in and year out, you know, you can expect them to make the playoffs. If not make the playoffs, try to make the playoffs, you know. And just like uh, some of these young guys also that's coming up, like Labor Torres and Aaron Judge. and some of these new guys, like uh, my cousin DJ LeMayhew, you know. Um, but I think right now the Yankees, you know, they have a fun team, fun young team right now that can score a lot of runs. Um, you know, thing that's holding them back is pitching. They need that ace to, you know, bring them to that next level, and maybe they can get Garrett Cole this offseason or Strasburg so they can complete, you know, that uh, missing – a missing puzzle, you know, from uh, to winning a championship. But yeah, I mean, right now, you know, Yankees is what I'm thankful for in sports. I mean, they're the only sports team in New York City that pretty pretty much makes me excited. You know, the Knicks have been a disappointment for the last decade, no, uh, for the last twenty years. You know, the the Giants have you know been up and down, you know, since their last Super Bowl in 2011. So. Yeah, the Yankees right now, you know, that's that's my uh, mashed potatoes and gravy right there. <laughs> I feel you, man. I mean, you have every reason. You know, the Yankees are always going to put a, a, a championship caliber product, man. And I hope the Mets can do the same because Sterling, Sterling Marte, you know, from the Pirates, the center fielder for them, he was saying that he he's open to coming to the Mets because, you know, they have the pieces, you know, to, to win. So I'm yeah. hoping – uh, Brody Van Wagenen can can you know make a make a deal to try to get him without you know for you know mortgaging the future and and you know the the current roster, especially the the core guys. But you know we'll see what happens because the Mets need to improve. They cannot stay stagnant, especially last year. Brody Van Wagenen you know issued a shot to all the teams in the National League, especially the Nationals. You know the Nationals, the Phillies, the Braves. You know, obviously the Marlins. You know they're they're going through their 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 um tough period right now. But he said, "Come at us." And even though the Mets they did play better, they did play um good against the the, the Nationals. You know, except for that infamous Jacob Degrom game that I saw face to face, where they they blew their chance of taking over the division and and basically killed them. Um, they played well against the Nationals, but as we all know, Nationals um, they shocked the world and, and won the won the World Series. You know, don't get me wrong, Nationals they have a phenomenal rotation with Serger and Strasburg and um, Corbin. Not to be confused with Baron Corbin, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, 
And then, of course, they got a, a young, a good, talented veteran team with Zimmerman, who who is basically hurt. Um, Ryan Doan, who's a free agent, who Mets should sign, but they won't because you know money. You know, you know how it is. And um, and then of course you got Juan Soto, that that young um, phenom, you know, who just keeps killing. I think he just hit another home run against the Mets right now, if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, they they got they Nationals, you know, they even though I didn't want them to win, I mean they deserve it. They got a a good nucleus, and that's what the Mets need to do. Mets got that. Mets need to spend a little bit of the money so they could be on that level. But that that's just the way it is, man. Hey, well, you know, it might happen next year. They got they got to spend the money though. They got to convince me and the the Mets fan base that they they're committed to winning. But we'll see what happens. Uh, you know they, you know they hired Beltran. They they hired um, um, Mullins, who was a former Yankee player, known as Bam Bam as a bench coach. Um, they hired um, um, Jeremy Hefner as their pitching coach, and hopefully, you know, they can spend the money on on some players. Anything you'd like to say quickly? Uh, you check out my show on Mac every Saturdays at ten. Mike here, check out Sports of Legend every Saturdays at eleven. Yep, you heard the guy, and check out my YouTube channel, Sports of Legend TV. So he's McCauley Matthew. I'm William Ramo. I'll see you guys next next week, hopefully. And uh, peace, everybody. And enjoy your weekend.